the time. Oh I'm like, I literally, I, I'm like, I coined the phrase gremlin. I didn't. I got it from Kim Pardon. Yeah. Everybody thinks it's mine. Honestly, I am with you, Cover right? Is, cover is blowing. It's not ours. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. It's not. I, I can't pretend. I'm like, this is going live. I can't. Yeah. I can't own it. Okay. Yeah. But- Hey guys, so good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you are in the world right now. I am joined by this week's guest, Amira, and in a second, I'm going to let Amira introduce herself properly, Um, but just a super quick note on actually how we met. So we met through my partner, and it was one of those moments where my partner says, you've got to meet this girl, she's absolutely incredible, you're going to connect with her, you're going to get on with her so well. And up until today, we've had one conversation that was on FaceTime, and I think we took over the whole FaceTime, actually, like we just just chatted we just chatted it was like salt hun get out the room like I've got my new best friend here so I'm actually really excited to dive into today's episode she's got such an incredible energy and Amira is a communication expert so something a little bit different coming into the podcast today but she's going to have so many valuable tips and the goal for today is just to dive into the chat so keep your notepads out keep your pen and paper ready if we get sidetracked we'll get sidetracked but it's all value nonetheless um so Amira if you just want to tell the guys less like who are you what's your background say hello oh I mean what a lovely intro yeah we definitely hijacked that conversation but it all happens for a reason so big believer in that um thank you for having me on so is that clearly said so I'm a coach and I specialize in communication and also conflict so I work with clients on a one-to-one basis and I also work with businesses um and communication is huge right and it means different things to different people um, so I guess the three pillars of my business where I really, really help and support people is communicating with themselves. So a big, big thing is like your internal dialogue and your self-talk. Like, what is that saying? How positive is it? Like, what's stopping you moving forward and how can we reframe and change that in a positive way that's going to work for you? Another aspect is all around communicating with others. So that could be in your relationship with your partner. That like could be you're a leader you've got a whole entire team, it could be you're a CEO or a business owner, it could be friends. I had an awesome conversation with some of my friends yesterday and that came up and especially kind of moving forward into whatever our new life is going to look like post-lockdown, that was super topical. Um, But even as well, like in completely different scenarios, like friends, family, work, like communication is key and I always think that there's a lot we already do really, really well and there'll usually be like that one relationship or that one person where you struggle and it's a little bit different. And then my third pillar is all around communicating with the world, which is AKA manifesting, which I'm a big, big believer in. Yes, I love the manifesting. I think that was what the first time we started speaking, we got into like a manifesting chat. And I was like, yes, I love this. I love the same so we will definitely get into that. But right now I'm super interested in actually what you said there about, you know, going back to this normative reality real life we've created for yourself. Um, because from my own kind of personal experience, like relationships have changed in the last year we know relationships have changed like people have been in and out of all different you know dramas traumas whatever you want to call them whatever they may be and I've personally noticed my own relationships like some conversations are really hard because people's emotions are all over the place and one of the big things that I've kind of learned and adapted in my own training is 
you know, people feel for themselves and people quite often go on how they feel rather than having the facts of the situation and rather than looking at it from a kind of external perspective. And that in itself can be a, a really big challenge that we face. So just from like, I don't know, your own experience, like how can we maybe become more aware of our feelings when we are trying to communicate and maybe not act by how we feel or should we be acting how we feel is that what should be driving conversations um I just think it's a really interesting topic around yeah your feelings and communicating and where do your feelings sit in it all especially with everything going on right now oh my god I mean what a question what a question to kick off with so I think there's so much in there and I'm going to give you kind of a couple examples from the conversations I've had with my friends as well yesterday um and I think there's a lot around what we should do what we should do okay when it comes to feelings, I'm a big, big believer in allow yourself to feel what you feel, okay? And it's all about a bit of balance, okay? And so I'll get into some examples in a second. If you have a situation, whether it's with your friends, whether it's coming out of lockdown, whether it's how that relationship's going to move forward, what that conversation is, if you feel something, whether it's unsettled, whether it's this is not working for me, oh my God, they pissed me off, like you're allowed to feel that. Okay, a feeling's not right or wrong. And I think that if we get into that mindset and think it is and try and label it, then that's when you start beating yourself up. So I think whatever you feel, you're allowed to feel. Okay. This is again like new territory for all of us. And I think the other thing that you said that's really, really key is that relationships have, and we're going to probably notice it a lot more, have changed and will change. Okay. Conversations are going to be really, really different. We're all feeling differently as well around how COVID impacted us, what we think about the new rules, how that is impacting our social life. So as an example, I had a catch up with one of my friends yesterday and she's got a group of friends. They love to go out. They're like the party queens. And she said, I called one of my friends and she said, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not coming out. Like once lockdown this, this is not for me. Like I've reflected, actually I don't need to be out this much. And my friend turned around and was like, what? you're the party queen out of all of us yeah so that in itself is just two people feeling completely differently about a situation one as well is this and this is where it always comes down to like your expectations right of each other whether it's as friends whether it's a work relationship whether it's in a romantic relationship is that you're allowed to change and you're allowed to have different feelings but also that will have an impact on like your group dynamic and that relationship but if you don't start to conversate it and try and communicate it you have no kind of like way to move forward and, and to think about can you guys grow together so I know there was a lot in there <laughs> yeah, I love it though I do love it and I just think it all comes down to yeah because so so many people are scared to communicate the the situation and a big thing that you know I again my own experience was always you know get the facts of the situation before you start to say yeah but you've made me feel like this okay but there's something different between how they've said something and how it was it was meant to be put across versus your own background your own experience your own understanding and how something was perceived for you and I think with the last year in mind like there has been so much change for so many people as we keep saying there's so much change and people have maybe become more sensitive or desensitized to certain yeah. things and I just yeah it's just such an interesting chasm I think to open up as we as we try to I suppose navigate ourselves moving forward so I don't know if there's any tips but is there anything that you could think of that can like help support people in that transition of you know communicating and 
at being difficult conversations. Oh, for sure. And there's something you've just said now that I really want to pick up on. You said as well, like for you, you always try and go to the facts, okay? Now, when there's a difficult conversation, you've got the two, right? You've got the facts of actually what happened and you've got how you feel about it. And even something earlier you said is that make about us all the time, like how you feel. And even in your sentence, you said, oh, you made me feel like this, okay? Yeah. Like language is key when you're, when you're having any sort of what somebody deems to be like a hard combo or something you're avoiding, right? And there's a lot of fear around it, usually because you're scared of how someone's going to react. You're trying to preempt it. And sometimes it's just giving each other the space to have the conversation. Um, there's a, a lot of tips I want to share, okay? But I want to try and keep it succinct so that people can take it away. So my one thing, first of all, is have the space to have that conversation, right? In a really informal way. So do what works. So maybe, you know, it's just a phone call. Maybe for someone else, it'll be a face-to-face conversation, go for a walk and grab a coffee. But give yourself that space and that environment where it's going to be as relaxed as it can be because setting is everything, okay? Then kind of the next point, which links into what you said around facts and opinion or how you feel, there's a balance, okay? So I think it's really important in that conversation to always use a fact, be really specific, okay? So if, for example, like with my friend in her scenario yesterday, um, the fact would be like, okay, in that conversation, you said that you don't want to, you don't want to come out post lockdown. You're not up for partying. That isn't your scene anymore. That's the fact. That's exactly what she said, right? And then how it made her feel. You're allowed to communicate that, but for me, it's the language. Just switch it up instead of saying you made me feel because it's pointing the finger at somebody else. And so you're likely to trigger a really defensive response. And that's not why you want to have the conversation. So I was literally switch the you for an I and say, I felt like this when you said X. Because your feelings aren't to be argued with. They aren't to be right or wrong. And then from that point, my third tip would be, okay, talk about how you guys want to move forward. Because this is where you start communicating like your expectations and you start navigating it. And I know I'm boiling it down to like three tips to try and keep it clear and simple. It's not always easy. Like we're human. It's not that black and white. I feel like my mind just went <laughs> when you said it's I, not you. Like it's such a simple, simple piece of language. And like I've probably heard that, oh, hun- like probably heard it hundreds of times, but I've never actually contextualized it the way you've just said there. Like rather than saying, but you've made me feel, it is so simple saying, but I felt when you said like it's just so so simple yeah it really can transform the whole context of a conversation honestly when it comes to language and we're having conversations like I'm big on it I bang on about it all the time but it goes down to like when we use filler words which are things like just or little and even I had a conversation with a client the other day around like video how she shows up on it like oh I'm just thinking about this or I just wanted to and every time you're doing it you're just diminishing so it's the same thing when you're in that conversation you're having that conversation with each other because you care you're either friends your work colleagues your family like you care there's a lot of love there already or in a work relationship there's a need to work together so actually let's switch it around like don't dismiss how you how you feel like not everybody agrees with me but I am a big big believer in that 
talking, <laughs> otherwise it wouldn't be a coach, but talking is important. And being able to open up and express yourself can only enhance the relationship you have with yourself and with others. I'm not saying for everything and all the time, but yes, for the majority of time. But I also understand that that's not easy. When it comes down to your language, like, switch it. But I think as well, it steps into that realm of, like, we're scared to own it. Yeah. We're scared to say, I feel like this. You're allowed, you're entitled to feel how you want to feel. And then you can think about the next thing and be like, right, how are we going to move forward from it? It's just... <laughs> we, got, we went straight in there. We, went in we there. did, okay. we did. I didn't hold back. <laughs> yeah, she's home back, guys. Um, okay, so on that, then obviously, I kind of jumped straight into the communicating with others, which obviously is part two, let's say, of your communicating. Obviously, you do work with people and helping them communicate themselves. So, what does that like? What does that actually mean in terms of helping people communicate themselves? Definitely, like absolutely big, right? So, for me, this comes down to I guess this is like one of my mottos, right? Is that all of us have a choice. And that took me a really, really long time to acknowledge, okay? And it kind of comes back to sometimes well, like blame or victim mentality or there's lots of different kind of scenarios and labels for it, okay? But when you realise you have a choice, that's when you take back your power and your control. And that's when you realise you can do anything and you can create anything. And it doesn't mean that learning to understand who you are and your mindset and how you can empower yourself it doesn't mean you don't ever have a bad day like and a lot of people that know me and I know you said this in the intro my energy is my thing right that that's what makes me me and yes probably for 95% of the time I am positive but like this week mm, not my greatest week I'm gonna admit that okay so when it comes to working with my clients as well around communicating with themselves, it's, okay, how, what's your internal dialogue? That's my big, big thing, okay? How do you talk to yourself? So for some people, it's like, I beat myself up. I also used to be the queen of this, <laughs> so I know, right? But what else is going on inside your head? So is it the, the negative talk? Is it, I'm not good enough? Is it, I can't do this? And then it's about breaking it down. So step one is all around what are, what are you actually saying to yourself? What's your internal dialogue? What's going through your mind that probably nobody else knows? Because that's how you're talking to yourself. Then it's a little bit around, right, let's break it down and understand where has that come from. Now, I am a big, big believer that almost everything has stemmed from our childhood. Yeah. And it does not have to be. And this was also a huge lesson for me, like huge, huge, huge. Trauma is different for everybody, okay? And I would say relatively, like, I grew up in a pretty standard home, okay? If we I don't like putting labels on things, but if we have to, right? So for me, trauma was also something, like, was always, like, either being really sick or going through, like, a really negative experience. But actually, whatever happens or plays out in your adulthood came from childhood, and it does not have to be something so blown up where you had a near-death experience or a family member did or or alcohol abuse or drug abuse it doesn't have to be that extreme it could be really minute what somebody said to you especially as a kid in a playground or what a teacher said to you and how that then keeps on playing over the years that it then becomes part of your internal dialogue that you didn't even realize that's where it stemmed from 
So there's a part of that. And then the third element is all around, okay, how are we going to reframe this? How are we retraining your brain? Um, one thing I talk about a lot is like goblins and your gremlin. So it's from a book called uh, Chimp Paradox. I see this all the time. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm like, I literally, I, I'm like, I coined the phrase gremlin. I didn't. I got it from Chimp Paradox. Yeah. Everybody thinks it's mine. Honestly, I am with you, Cover right? Is, cover is blowing. It's not ours. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. It's not. I, I can't pretend. I'm like, this is going live. I can't. Yeah, I can't own it. Okay. Yeah, but I'm a huge fan, right? So your gremlins are the like internal for anyone obviously that hasn't hasn't come across it before. Um, that internal dialogue and how we actually reframe in it, and the fact that you can, but also it's patience, right? It takes time. You've been doing what you've always done for X amount of years, however old anyone is listening to this, this is what you've always done. So then to undo it or to retrain it, it takes time. And yes, it's possible, but that's a huge part of when I'm working with clients on a one-to-one basis to get to that nitty gritty. And then and then we start seeing the change. I love it. It's, it's something that I do a lot with, obviously I work so in network marketing and then I work as a coach as well. So two very different aspects, like one within the fitness industry of, helping people rewire their thoughts and rewire their actions and their motivations and I'm like the phrase that's forever out of my mouth is you know we control our thoughts which lead to our actions which lead to our words which lead to how we feel and I'm like very much everything I do is ingrained around that and whether that does come from a coaching perspective of your thoughts around your ability to your nutrition or your training or getting out of bed in the morning or you know from network marketing from the rejection and the pressure and the fears within business and um, and it does always no matter where the conversation comes from it is almost like for one of a better word it's like people get triggered and yes. it's it's that almost like trigger that they've they don't have ownership over and they're not fully self-aware of yet and a big thing of what I find trying to do is as a, as a coach or as a mentor, we're not there. Well, in my position, yours might be slightly different, but in my position, I'm not there to point out or identify what people's triggers are or what people's problems are. I'm just there as a person to push them in the direction to help them find and navigate their way through it. And then when they have a better understanding or more self-awareness of, okay, this is the problem. This is how I'm trying to address it. Then I can coach them and mentor them through it. I think there's a bit of a, you know, to say, what are you qualified for? But I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a doctor. I'm not um, anyone on a prestigious level that is qualified to say, this is your trauma. Um, But I just think that's trying to navigate through that. There's so many coaches out there like yourself, like me, who are, I think the way the world's changed, we all need to be able to identify and navigate now within this sort of system of mindset as a child and mindfulness and development. So what are some of, I suppose, the the steps around navigating that and helping people identify it? Because, you know, you said yourself, you help them find it identify it start to work through it and so where are the lines and the boundaries and what could people listening if they were like oh actually I know I always get really pissed off when someone says x to me like how can they start to identify that and work on that from a external perspective yeah definitely I mean you touched on so many like really (laughs) no I know I am not complaining okay No, but just so much value there. So I'm going to try and kind of pick up the key points. But if there's other things I haven't picked up on, let's definitely like kind of go back to them. 
Um, the first thing as well, when you said around qualifications, there's a lot out there as well. And I think I had a discovery call with a potential client the other week, and they're like, okay, Mira, can you just explain to me exactly what is coaching? And it was a really, really valuable question. Um, and there's the scale, right? I always use the scale, okay? You've got mentors, you've got coaches, and you've got therapists and counsellors. That's how I tend to describe it, okay? And that, at your one end, you've got your mentors who tend to have gone through the exact same experience as you and therefore can give you a very different perspective because they've been there and they've, they've done it. In order to coach, you don't have to have gone through something. And really similar to what you say, Claire, I always say to my clients, I'm there to be able to give you a different a different possibility to give you food for thought. I'm not here to give you the answers. And there's a beautiful analogy that someone said to me lately. I just want to remember it and make sure I say it properly. Um, but it's essentially that, I actually don't think I'm going to do it justice. So I was like, ooh, I'm not going to say it. But it's essentially something around like, they have the map and I'm not giving them the answers. I'm just helping them navigate through that map. And I think that's really important because when you're in a situation, you can't always see a different possibility because you might be focused or something else might be blocking you. Or a really big thing I talk about when I'm working with my clients is your blind spot. Yeah. That's what your coach is there for. And then I always say, like say, just to kind of pick up on this point as well with therapists and counselors, they're very much there trained to go back the why so why has something happened to then be able to move it forward so i guess that's kind of my distinction there can you recap the question because i really wanted to go back to it but i thought that was just important yeah no it's so important and i think it's, it's a really nice succinct way to think about it because you are well i'm a mentor and i'm a coach and it's, mm. it's for me even in that like in network marketing i'm a mentor but in my business i'm a coach and even for me at times, like, that line was blurred because it's like, I am your mentor. I am, and I struggle to not go into coach mode. Yeah. Um, and even that is different. So anyway, my question was, <laughs> for someone obviously like who's out there right now and they are, you know, hearing this and experiencing this and thinking, oh yeah, actually I do get triggered when this happens. Like how are some of the ways they can start to implement some really simple tools to I suppose bring it up to self-acceptance start to identify more and then begin their own journey to overcoming obstacles love that really really love it so a few things for me kind of stand out first thing and this goes back to what you said already is one being honest with yourself and this is coming from somebody as well where it took me a long time to be honest but and it and it takes a lot of courage sometimes it really does because it's easy to say i'm fine or everything's fine so to actually be able to have that space with yourself where you can sit down and you can be honest with yourself is huge and that links into your point around self-awareness self-awareness is a skill but we can we can definitely yes some people are better better at it than others but we can learn it and we can train it and this is why i always say this is where your coach comes in because it isn't always easy to do on your own um and with coaches, I know there's a, there's so much advice out there. And I feel like we're lucky we're in a generation where we've got information on tap, okay? But my big thing as well around, like, getting honest with yourself is do something that works for you. So for some people, it is going to meditate and having that, that quiet space, whether it's a guided meditation where they can collect their thoughts. For me, I rarely sit still, and I find that really difficult to this day. So I'm not going to preach it and pretend it's something that I can do. 
But actually, mine is usually going for a walk. It's going for a walk where I can collect my thoughts and my space. For other people, and Claire, I know that you're a big fan of this, is actually having time every single day on a regular basis as well to write it down. Because actually, that's where you can like flow and let it go. And I'm working with somebody at the moment and we were talking this through and they were like, no, writing is not for me. Like, it is not going to work. And I was like, that's fine. But let's find something that does work for you. So my first thing is definitely being honest, having that self-awareness and finding, carving out time in the day. It does not need to be an hour. Like, start with five minutes and be like, okay, two questions you can ask yourself. What's worked for me? What's not worked for me today? Simple as that. Because then you start tapping into how you feel. And definitely from someone that came into the, you know, come from the corporate world, 12 years, I was good at being busy. I was the queen of it. And actually having to break that cycle. Because being busy didn't allow me to be present with my thoughts and my feelings. I was autopilot for so long. And for me, it got to a point where it's dangerous. Because for me, definitely my experience, <laughs> I'm not generalizing, is skating on that that line of burnout so definitely having that time to to think reframe because then once you start to tap into how you feel and what's not working then we can start shifting and think about right well what do I want to change because some things work for people and you don't want to change them so look at the things that actually what do you want to change but tap into why do you want to change it because when it gets tough or you're struggling with it coming back to your why will really help you like stay on that track and my other thing is kind of two two in one I guess I'm a big big like I work really well when I speak to people I work really well when I bounce ideas with people so if for example like writing it down or spending time on your own isn't helpful then pull someone in there as support so go and have a conversation maybe yes it is a coach but maybe it's a friend maybe it's family like I always say we've all got hopefully one person where you can support and they're there for you so it can get hard when that internal dialogue is you and your brain like it can get really tough but actually sometimes voicing it and saying yeah I feel crap yeah this is not working for me and it isn't about the other person being like oh don't worry it's all going to be fine maybe you just need to get that off your chest to voice it and that in itself is you acknowledging it yes so much good information gal she knows her stuff stuff. i absolutely love it and i know like the people listening will be like yes yeah (laughs) so good okay so obviously again so you said your business is in three so we kind of touched on themselves we touched on others and your last section you said is manifesting correct oh yes sure this is a magical part Okay, so talk to us a little bit. Well, imagine, like, I don't know what manifesting is. So take it right back to simple terms, and then we can dive in from there. Okay, good question. Love to always start from the beginning and and talk as though it's brand new and nobody knows has, or has a clue what I'm talking about. So essentially, it's about having the power to be able to create a life that you truly want. And the fact that you have the power within you, from your thoughts, your beliefs, your actions, to basically design your life, whatever your life looks like, whatever you want your life to look like, you have the power to be able to make that a reality. That is essentially manifesting. So 
there's a lot to it and I like to keep it really really simple because I think there's a lot out there there's a lot out there on it um and there's a lot of I think misconceptions as well and I think this is where as well terminology for example when we talk about it people say oh the universe is doing this to me or the universe is doing that and I always say use it in a way that aligns with you okay and I'll use my mum as an example okay so when I talk about manifesting you essentially can design and you can create the life that you want in whatever aspect okay whether that is your dream partner whether that's your dream home whether it's your dream career or your business whatever it is your purpose everything where you wherever you are at today is a reflection of what you thought or you believed was true that is where you're at right now okay and as without getting too deep okay but (laughs) i think it's an important part of manifesting is our minds and the way they work working we're always creating we're always visualizing because it's part of the way our brain works and it's part of our subconscious so whether you realize you're doing it or not you are so whether you believe it or not you might as well listen and try and tap into it because you're creating without realizing so why not create what you really really want and going back to my mum um so for me the book that changed my life which if anyone's listening and knows me they know I talk about this all the time is the secret yeah and my mum actually bought me the book from a charity shop like 50p I think and it's so funny yeah and I read it in Ibiza of all places (laughs) and I remember coming back and really sharing I'm so excited sharing it and I was with my friend at the time actually and she laughed she laughed and I was telling her like what I was going to do and she just giggled like she honestly she laughed at me okay she thought what rubbish are you talking about and even when I came to like share it with my mum she was like I don't know what rubbish you're talking about and she said yeah cool you you go do your hocus pocus stuff and that's what she called it and then maybe I don't know six months ago she called me and she's like so yeah tell me more I see that it's working for you <laughs> so yeah so my other thing as well is do what aligns for you okay so for some people rather than referring to the universe they refer to God for other people they refer to the universe for other people they refer to like spirit guides it's all different and how you look at it make it work for you that's my big big thing okay um also I think if anyone knows like the bare basics I think a lot of a a common thing or a common theme that people talk about is all around the law of attraction um there's a lot more to it than that as well and I think that it isn't it doesn't just boil down to right I must think positive thoughts and then I will attract positive things okay and I guess like one myth I'd like to bust right now is that guys we're all going to have negative thoughts okay that and that's okay because otherwise you fall into that danger trap of like oh my god I had a negative thought right what what am I what am I going to bring into my life what am I manifesting oh my god like what happened so it's about what you do the majority of the time and also as well that sometimes you'll have challenges as well because challenges are there to help help teach you something to give you a lesson um I'm going to pause that there and let you ask another question. Otherwise, I just keep talking. There was a lot I could say and I thought, "Mm, let me pause. I love it. No, I do. I just, I think manifesting is so, I was, again, I think we all, until you, until you learn about it, it's like anything, until you know, 
you base what you know on perceptions of other people and other people's opinions and if you have a strong valuable connection to someone and they're talking about manifesting then you believe them and you're like yeah that's true I trust them whereas quite often you'll see someone talking about it and you're like they're woo woo they're this they're that they don't have a clue they're living in their own land and then we start to develop these negative perceptions around things and it's the same with everything in the world right until we know the facts on something or we have results in something then we don't believe it we we, we are very much like um instant gratification humans yeah and if we don't get that gratification then by sailor i'm not interested and something like manifesting is you know you can manifest within a couple of weeks or a month if it's mm. something you know smaller chain um but most things you do find take a long time and i found most things do take a long time because yes you have to manifest but you have to make sure your energy is aligned when you are manifesting and then you also have to make sure you are still doing the action because you can't just do all the meditation and do all the manifesting and sit in your flat all day and hope for the best like you still have to be seeking the opportunities and seeking the experiences to make it come together right so definitely yeah it's just one of those like the secret was the book that probably starts most people I feel like on it like law of attraction then they read power and it's fantastic um I personally I'm obsessed with Gabby Bernstein I don't know if you follow like obsessed I've probably read listened to her book super attractor at least 10 times love that recite it to you like really really (laughs) obsessed um and I think we all kind of come to it in our own journey and like our own understanding and what I love about it is there's actually a lot of science out there now that's backing it up and I think for a lot of people it's back to that like results and gratification like if you wave science at someone they're like okay maybe I will listen then because there's actual facts so yeah I um, think it's an interesting topic and people are becoming more susceptible to it. Definitely, definitely. And I think a couple of things you said, and actually you said this a few times and I've missed it and I really wanted to talk about it, is perceptions and filters, is that we all have experienced different things, have witnessed different things, had different conversations throughout our whole entire life that formed our perception and our filters of things, whether that's manifesting, whether that's relationships, whatever it is, right? And your perception of your filter, I always say, and this is what I work like really closely with my one-to-one clients on, is imagine you're putting like a colour pair of sunglasses on. That's your filter and your lens that you're seeing the world through. But you also get to adapt it because it isn't about, and this I always boil this down, and I've said it a few times, it's not about being right or wrong. It's about you see the filter through this world. So it's always going to be this colour to you. Someone else is talking to you from a different angle, through a different lens, through a different color. So actually, is there something you could you can adapt in order to be a little bit more aligned? Because every lens and every filter has a blind spot or blind spots, and it's not about being right or wrong. That's what makes the, makes the world go round. So even as well, bringing it back to manifesting as well. When you said like Gabby Bernstein, she's I know that's really really big on it. Um, I haven't actually read her book, you know, so that it's on my list. You've I know. Got You've got to change your life. Yeah. So I've heard so many good things as well. And I've done a couple of her challenges as well. So a big, big fan of her. But it's that thing as well of like different people align with different yeah. with, with like with with different people as well. And I think that's important. So when it comes to manifesting as well, and when you said like law of attraction as well, there's so many lessons when it comes to manifesting and start small so with a lot of people I always say start with your gratitude start with 
being thankful for what you already have. And like you said, I think I did a post on this maybe last week or week before. It isn't just about sitting there and dreaming and visualizing as much as that is for sure my best part of it, but it's about taking action. So actually go out and do it. And I remember, I think I had a call a few weeks ago and one of my clients was like, okay, well, I, I, I really, really like it's time. I, I want my partner. I was like, okay, cool. Is there space in your life right now for your partner? And they giggled. I was like, go on, tell me. And I was like, well, my, I sleep on one side of the bed. I was like, okay, what's on the other side? They were like, my laptop, my keys, my book. I was like, okay, so in your life on a practical reason, like on a practical way, is there space for that person to come into your life? They were like, no. I was like, okay, what's that action you want to do between now and our next call? Like, go and clean my bed. So sometimes it's so small. It doesn't have to be, I'm going to go and change the world. But it's those little things that feel really natural as the next step that's moving you in the right direction. It's so true. Like, I know we kind of spoke, joked about this last time I spoke to you, but I 100% manifested my partner. Like, 100%. Like, I was reading the books. I was following the rules. doing all the do and literally out of nowhere I was like how has this happened like how has this happened but it just like it made me a true believer so to speak um so I was like this stuff does work if you get your intentions and energy aligned like it it really is so powerful but it you have to see it to believe it and yeah, yeah I'm it. so here for that like I'm so here for manifesting partners your life, your business, your home, like for sure. And sometimes as well, I always go back to like start small. I remember when I first um, read The Secret, I felt like manifesting a car parking space because where I lived at the time, I could never get parking. To this day, I get parking wherever I am. So like we can laugh about it and we can joke. But I started really small because it was, it was something tangible that I could be like, okay. And the other thing actually that you said there that I just really wanted to pick up on when you said as well around like time and that we do tend to have this notion of like it's easier to manifest the smaller things than it is the bigger things but actually the universe doesn't have a limit on time or god doesn't have like it will come to you when it should come to you whenever the right time is but there are things that are bigger than us that we can't always explain or understand but also going back to like big and small things even if it was money for example let's say you want to manifest five pounds and then you're thinking, right, I can manifest five pounds maybe this week, but actually I couldn't manifest five million. It goes back to like our beliefs around big and small. Yeah. And that is like you said, it goes back to energy. It's your energy around things and it's how you feel. So I feel like that's a synopsis because we could get deeper, but that's oh, a synopsis. Oh, so good. I actually <laughs> love this chat. I'm also I'm like looking at the time, like we're going to have to wrap this up. <laughs> no, we need to do like a part two in like six months. Oh, so up for that. What, been, what have you manifested in the last six months? Tell me. Oh, um, yes, I love that. There go, there's the challenge. Come back with your list. Um, no, it's been so, so nice to talk to you and just learn a little bit more about you. I think the people listening are just going to be like, she's a breath of fresh air. Um, I'm so excited to see you in person when we finally can and actually have lots more of these chats. Um, you are yeah a ray of light I'm so happy I've met you and um, can you just tell the guys listening where they can find you and yeah what's going on with you just now and work oh amazing I've absolutely loved doing this episode with you and thank you for having me on I hope I'm here to spread light and 
my energy is my thing so I'm tapping into that and I'm owning it which took a long time to own yeah. <laughs> I'm very looking forward to meeting you and having food that feels like a lot food. Food. <laughs> okay so guys for anyone that is listening for the first time never met me before you can go and follow me on IG and my handle is at the underscore communication expert um there will be very shortly a link in my bio or probably by the time this goes out um where you can contact me if you want to book a discovery call i'm going to be opening up some one-to-one coaching slots for may which is very exciting so you can stay tuned over the next few weeks um where i'll be sharing more information about that yes i love it okay and then i'm going to put you on the spot one more time um ever listened to an episode you would know this it's coming and basically just as we're wrapping up all I want you to imagine is whoever's listening to this, they are just got up in the morning, they've maybe had a really crappy day, they are at some point in their life right now, we don't know what's going on with them, but for some reason, they have clicked on this episode and they've decided to listen to you and I chat today, and they've made it this far. So as they head out into the world to face whatever battles they're about to go face, what's one piece of advice or something you could give them that might just change the absolute pace of their day? Oh, what a beautiful question to end on. Okay, so something that took me a really long time to learn and help even now just really remind me of I'm where I need to be is the power is within you. You have all of the answers within you, but especially in today's world, we're looking externally all the time for someone else's validation, for someone else to tell us, yes, that's the right thing to do, or no, don't take that opportunity. But actually, if you learn to sit with yourself a little bit, you will really start to tap into what's good for you and what isn't. And nobody else can tell you that. So just listen to that voice and know that you've got the answers within you. And if something doesn't feel like a hell yes, then it's a straight up no. (laughs) Yes. Okay, I love it so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you.